Montana has received billions of federal dollars in recent years. The question now is, how is it all being spent? Well, there's a lot of programs going on currently through the USDA Rural Development Program that a lot of people may not know about in Montana. But they're taking major steps in updating and developing the broadband, rural health care, and meat processing needs across the Treasure State. And in this edition of the Voices of Montana podcast, Tom welcomes Montana's new USDA Rural Development Director, Kathleen Williams, to learn more about these specific programs and some others that are helping to improve Montana's smaller communities. In addition to what I just mentioned, Tom and Kathleen also discuss Montana's water projects, how they're looking to address supply chain issues, and even support Montana's tourism industry. So we cover a lot of ground in these 20 minutes, and it gives us a look into where our state is heading in the years ahead. Enjoy. Let's say hello to Kathleen Williams in studio. Hello, Kathleen. Hi, Tom. Great to be back with you. Thank you for being here. Congratulations. Uh, New Montana State Director for the USDA Rural Development Program. That. That program's just got a ton, ton of things to unpack for Montana, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Uh, we have over 50 programs, I think, at this point. And as you mentioned, they range from broadband to hospitals to law enforcement to wastewater to housing all across the board. So I, I saw one here in a release that you guys sent out. Since we're talking about hospitals, it's just a half a million dollars for Prairie County. Uh, and, and, you know, the, and that, that's Terry, Montana. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not a, uh, you know... There's maybe one-tenth of that number of people in that county. What's, um, so the need that they have there can't be met by the local community, and this is what USDA Rural Development does. Absolutely, and the whole purpose of rural development is to help our rural communities sustain and thrive, and healthcare is a, a critical aspect. I mean, people have to drive 100 miles each way to, to get health care. That's just not sustainable. And so our small communities, they need Schools, healthcare, just the basic infrastructure of, of a community, and we really work to help those hospitals survive and thrive. Let's let's stay there for right now. How how can communities access if they if they have this need? I mean, um, I I don't know if it's fa- fairly well known what USDA Rural Development does. Uh, you you got you, you have the name Rural Development, but uh, that almost affects every place in Montana, doesn't it? Well, a lot of places mm-hmm. usually. Rural is defined differently for each of our programs. At a minimum, it's areas less than 50,000 in population. Some programs, it's 20,000. If you are in an area that is larger than that, but you service rural areas, sometimes um, that can qualify you for different programs. So, yeah, the focus is on ensuring that this rural-urban continuum, that people have fair access to the things that you need to survive, including broadband and health care and law enforcement and child care. And so, yeah. What what does USDA Rural Development do um, for our health care community? I mean, uh, what kind of programs are accessible? So we've got a emergency rural health care grant program. Um, we just, as you mentioned, we just awarded four different communities with those uh, grant programs. In fact, um, we've still got money left. We've still got 400000 left for people that want to uh, apply and We'll issue those funds until they're gone. Um, but, yeah, whether it's improving the software for the hospitals or um, supplies or helping them with uh, facility improvements, um, it's basically trying to help our rural health care facilities be modern and provide the quality and accessibility that our rural communities need. Just to give you an example here, uh, I mentioned Prairie County Hospital District in Terry. Uh, that's going to increase the size and improve the function of the hospital's emergency 
department. Um, and then and then you look at uh, 596000 plus for Bighorn Hospital Association, and that is going to help upgrade uh, their their electronic health records. So yep. uh, just do you have other examples that, that come to mind that um, you, you like to tout? Uh, yeah. Well, so Powder River County's got um, over 100000 to purchase two ambulances. Um, and Anaconda, the community hospital there, also over 100000 to it's. I'm not quite sure what an IT switch is, but apparently it's really going to help them with their telehealth services. So I, I can operate a switch. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's like, <laughs> is there another word for that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. Kathleen Williams with us here, USDA Rural Development Montana State Director. Um, you're you're going about. I'll talk some more of these programs here too. But you're going about the state educating people on this. Is there um, is there a need? I mean, um, what does rural development do through the USDA that our Department of Health and Human Services can't do or that our broadband infrastructure um, committee can't do? Well, we're really dedicated to small communities and and communities that are struggling. So often in our programs, there are priority points or extra points or a benefit if the community is designated as um, stressed or or persistent poverty or things like that. So a lot of um, our communities that we're trying to help are the ones that are falling behind. And then there's others that, uh, like our our value-added producer grant programs for ag producers are really super fun, and they're helping people build their businesses and, you know, develop new products and keep agricultural resources here and add to their value without shipping raw materials out of Montana. There's some super fun projects that are great to talk about. We've helped. Uh, because they're innovative, right? Well, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of them are. Yeah. And they're, um, and they're really um, keeping that wealth here. We, we helped a, a guy who's a, a fifth generation young guy was, was educated as a mechanical engineer and he, told us that he was sitting in front of a computer terminal in California and decided that that wasn't what he wanted to do. He wanted to come back and and work with his dad uh, to be the fifth-generation farmer on, on their property. And I they, love that story. Yeah, they came yeah. up with an idea to, to grow hops. And so we helped that company get started and advance their marketing. We gave them a grant and we gave them a loan and uh, or loan guarantee, and, and they're – Shipping hops all across Montana and and to both coasts. So. That's really cool. So there, he came back from you know a desk job in California in front of a computer to come to Montana to grow hops to make beer to feed to his buddies who are still at the desk job in California. Yeah, right? with yeah. his dad. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Working with his dad. Uh, appreciate so. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so value added though. Uh, uh, we I think we hear uh, quite a bit about it, but I, I you know it's not defined. I want to get to definitions too about. Um, distressed and, and, you know, how you define some of these communities. But, um, you know, as we're talking about the value added program, uh, is there, uh, I think there's any vision is maybe a good vision for that uh, because it doesn't seem like it has boundaries. Well, um, it has to be somewhat realistic vision, um, but it's really diverse. You have to be a producer, so, or related business. And then if you're adding value to something that's grown or raised on the land, you're in the mix. And so we, helped um, a group develop uh, lentil snacks, which which I just tried a couple weeks Shana, ago, and they're Barbara? wonderful. They're wonderful, yeah. The Farber Farms? Uh, yes, yeah, I think yeah, so. And yeah. and uh, and then there's um, a couple that raises bison, and they used that program to um, develop bison chili that is now being sold in Costco yeah. all across the Northwest. So yeah. 
It's called uh, Bison Bites, I think. I think, yeah, yeah, or Rome Bites or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rome Free um, yeah. Bison. So, and then we had twenty nine of those grants in the last round, and that and that program is open again, and um, so twenty nine grants is six times more than we've ever granted in that program. So, people are hearing about it, um, and there's lots of interest, and and it's just so fun to support these. A lot of them are young entrepreneurs, um, and then also traditional folks that, that are, there's a guy in Dillon who, um, started a boxed beef business and, and is shipping beef across the U S to, um, as sort of artisan product. So yeah, it's really fun to, we, we were just at the made in Montana trade show, did a show there live and actually spoke with the, the folks who are doing the buys and bites and, you know, and, um, and you're seeing a lot of that. I don't know if a lot is the right word, but I think you're seeing producers explore um, what they have in that regard in, in larger numbers because uh, it's tough to make it on the farm. Everybody says you've got to have a second job there. Um, the, the USDA uh, Rural Development Program, uh, we have State Director Kathleen Williams uh, with us here. I have to ask the question about money because I talk about how we are overspending um, and going out of our budget in, in a lot of areas. Um, I, I think the USDA Rural Development Program has been measured uh, through the years. But um, did, did we see an influx? Uh, because, and I'll just tell you this too, because, uh, I call it therapy funds. It's just an example. We call it ARPA funds. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're spending our kids' money and our grandkids' money. And let's be honest about that. What kind of restraint or what kind of pushback? What kind of money is, uh, are we talking about here? Where's it coming from now? Well, there's the infrastructure bill is actually one of the most recent pieces of legislation that, frankly, whoever has been the president at the time have talked about doing infrastructure for 20 years, and they finally got it through a bipartisan topic, right? So that infrastructure bill, the bipartisan infrastructure law, as they call it now, um, is directing five years worth of investments to Montana for roads and bridges and airports and and broadband. So we're getting additional funds for more investments in broadband. And and people talk about that kind of funding as being similar to the electrification investments of the, what was that, the 30s maybe. Mm -hmm. And we don't want our rural communities to fall behind. And they are falling behind with access to and now, through the pandemic, shining a really bright light on the need for broadband access, for education, for health care, we just want to make sure that we're investing to enable those folks to have access. The meat processing and the food supply chain programs, as we talk about the pandemic and the lessons learned, that's one of the things I think that the USDA Rural Development Program is going to address. Uh, just uh, maybe about uh, 20 seconds in this segment. Uh, in fact, I, I won't ask a question at that, but I want to come on back and, and talk a little bit about water. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about uh, St. Mary's because it's just been on my mind uh, that it's such a huge price tag uh, to fix that critical project. And with all this money we're spending, it seems like now's the time to get that done. Um, so we'll, we'll come on back and talk more about that. As uh, we uh, have USDA Rural Development, Montana State Director Kathleen Williams in studio. And back with more from Montana for Montana's Voices of Montana. 
Montana agriculture is unique to say the least. Our landscapes and soil types are different. Our weather can be strange and unforgiving. The size of operations and distances between them can be vast. That is why a true Montana ag lender is so important. At Stockman Bank, we have a proven track record of over 65 years in Montana agriculture. Our commitment is unwavering and our ag expertise is second to none. Contact us today and see why Stockman Bank is Montana's ag leader. Member FDIC. Kathleen Williams, she's the state director for uh, Montana State Director for the USDA Rural Development Program. And, and Kathleen, it's it's good to have you here. Uh, uh, I, I should ask I, again, congratulated you on the job. How's it going? Uh, oh, it's chair fit. Yeah, it's great. It 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 is a position that right after the election, I I set my sights on it. I applied and I waited for fourteen months and put all my eggs in that basket. And I'm just really super honored to be in this position. It, it is a presidential appointment. So yeah. I serve um, at the pleasure of the president and it's uh, a pleasure for me to, to do so. Should talk a little bit about your background going to this because you served in the legislature, you served um, on, a, on an ag committee, but you've also got a lot of experience in, uh, I think, water and, and land mm-hmm. development. Yeah. So my personal career has been 38 years in natural resources planning and policy and I did serve in the legislature. And, uh, yeah, I've just really tried to solve problems and, and help Montana for my career. And this gives me one more chance to do it and, and the resources to do it, do it as well. We've talked uh, in detail about some of the water projects that have been improved, uh, approved for both, you know, federal state funding and, and uh, USDA rural development funding as well. Um, and, and you can go into that, too. Uh, most of those are municipal kinds of water systems uh, because some of those areas are up against it when it comes to clean water and uh, meeting healthy standards. Uh, but I always I focus on St. Mary's again, like I mentioned, going into the break because it's so expensive. And now's the time to fix it, I believe. Um, does rural uh, development um, have any resources for those folks along the high line? Now? So we are involved in water projects. We do mostly Drinking water, water supply, and then wastewater. Um, so it's we're involved with the Muscle Cell Judith Rural mm-hmm. Water System, the Central Montana um, Regional Water Authority. So we're helping them, and that's we're super proud to be able to do that. The irrigation systems, especially if they're Bureau of Reclamation irrigation systems like St. Mary's is, there is money coming, but it's coming through the Bureau, and I, I believe there might have been a, a special infusion when Drop 5 failed. And uh, so I've I've known about issues along St. Mary's for over 20 years, uh-huh. was involved really early on when they formed the, the group under Lieutenant Governor O's. Um, and with any major infrastructure that's 100 years old, um, if, you, if you aren't repairing it and investing in it over time, when it fails, it fails big. And we saw that in Drop 5. So um, so this infrastructure bill is is bringing all kinds of investments like that finally um, to St. Mary and and to to other areas of Montana that are that are falling apart. Let's talk about food processing because that's an issue in Montana that um, we we bumped up against, and then because of that, uh, we're seeing. Uh, both some incentivizing through the government, but also uh, private capital uh, incentives uh, in food processing. Um, you're, you're taking where we're at with that, where we're going. Yeah. So, um, well, back in the 20s and 30s, there was strong concern in Congress that, that the meat processing um, infrastructure and businesses were consolidating. There were only five 
major processors back then. So they passed a, a law to try and um, address that issue. And here we are in 2022, and there's only four. And so the the um, the concern remains um, and has gotten worse in the concentration of, of the processing. So we've got uh, some programs that are really trying to help um, expand, help processors expand, help new processors expand. Um, and, uh, and the deadline for that application is, has been pushed out to May 11th. So oh, okay. we've got some processors that are interested. And what can they do? I don't mean to interrupt, but what, no. what can they do? Um, you, you talked about expansion. Um, is it uh, building corrals or, uh, it's, picture. yeah, it's, um, it's processors that either are going to go into the business of processing. It's, you have to expand processing capacity by either being a new processor or having a processor that is going to expand or, or, um, and, and there's, you know, there's work, workforce elements, um, that are coming through. Um, and if folks are interested, they just can go onto our website and find out more. There's actually a really easy URL to remember, um, which is usda.gov slash meet. That's one of the few website addresses that I can actually remember. So, <laughs> well, anytime you can just say slash meet yeah. on the radio, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. doing okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Um, so, uh, do we want to go from there to supply chain issues and, and, and what USDA rural development? This seems to me to be sort of a relatively new area mm-hmm. um, that, that you guys are interested in, in, in encouraging. But yeah. Well, so um, and some of that relates to the to meat processing as well as um, is we've got a guaranteed loan program. So so what rural development does, we have grants, we have um, loan guarantees and then we have loans. And so. A loan guarantee is where someone goes to a commercial bank um, or a credit union, and um, and they might not quite qualify completely for private investment. So we will go in and we'll guarantee sometimes eighty percent of that loan, um, and and that allows that benefits both the the commercial lender um, and the applicant because they they get their loan and the commercial lender doesn't have to foot the entire risk. So um, so we have supply chain um, loan guarantees uh, that if people are trying to address those issues, um, they can apply to uh, work with their banker, uh, their lender, and we can help. Kathleen Williams in studio, Montana State Director for the USDA Rural Development. Colonel Lavin with the Montana Highway Patrol by phone here in just a bit. Right now, Brian Bennett with headlines. Opportunity. Safety. Teamwork. That's what's waiting for you at BNSF Railway. BNSF is hiring track maintenance positions with competitive salary and benefits in 19 cities across Montana and North Dakota. Track maintenance is vital not only to rail safety and reliability, but also the nation's supply chain. We need people like you to keep our network moving efficiently. Visit jobs.bnsf.com to learn more. All right, just a few minutes here. It's uh, from Montana, for Montana Voices of Montana, as we have Kathleen Williams in studio. Kind of a, maybe a bit of a lightning round here, Kathleen, because okay. uh, there's, there's so much to so much to cover. Um, you're here for the Governor's Conference on Recreation and Tourism. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the reasons you're here, uh, yep. I would say. Uh, and we were just there yesterday. What, how does the USDA Rural Development uh, connect with that industry? 
Well, actually, a lot of our rural communities are really looking to tourism to help them expand their economies and diversify their economies. Um, uh, when we work with Native communities, a lot of them are talking about cultural tourism and and um, and how they can use that to both sensitively protect their resources but also meet the demand of people who want to come learn more about Native American history and and I heard yesterday that um, 90% of one woman's uh, tour business is um, international. So people are, are coming here to Montana. They especially want to learn about uh, Native American culture. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we're, we're working to find that. There's, you know, I mean, <laughs> people definitely discovered our national parks over the last few years. Um, one thing that... Uh, doesn't get talked about a lot in the infrastructure bill is um, a lot of those folks that are coming to see our national parks are starting to move into the electric vehicle market. And so um, part of that bipartisan infrastructure law has a um, funds to, to build a network of, of electric vehicle chargers in Montana and Holy cow, you know, talk about long distances here. And, and if, and if people are coming and they've got their electric vehicle, we need to, make sure that, that they can charge up and have lunch while they're doing it and visit a small town. Um, Red Lodge just put in a, a whole charging um, facility, and, and I think they're hoping that people will park their charge and, you know, go explore town. So um, so with high ga- gas prices, I think more people may be looking to electric vehicles, and those vehicles, the technology is improving. There's lots of new models coming out. And they're going to have to improve, I think, yeah, Kathleen, to, to to serve a rural state like Montana. Um, yeah, right now we're gonna there are going to be a lot of producers out there and people on a on a daily basis who will drive four hundred, five hundred miles uh, um, on a day. Yeah, and I still, do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> and, and still want to get home. And, and, um, and you know the power needs. Um, it's just something I think that I've got reservations about how the electric community is going to really um, meet Montana's large rural needs but yeah well a lot of the the um the co-ops are really interested in that market um i've got solar panels and i have a plug-in hybrid that i haven't had to fill up the tank for for a couple weeks you haven't paid four dollars for a gallon of gas i haven't haven't. well that's pretty painful how much do you well i shouldn't ask but uh um is that electric uh rate pretty affordable for you well, it, I'm generating more electricity, so my oh, electricity is free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then actually, that raises another program that we have, which is renewable energy. Yeah. So, we help folks install um, uh, solar panels or wind or or, or small hydro, um, and and they can talk to us about that. You're just going to have to come back and tell us more. I will. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Tom.